Hello Seeker, welcome back to the show. Today I'm having an incredible conversation with Petya Kolobova. Petya is an alignment coach who helps women to intuitively connect with their inner vision and experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. Today we are talking all about how to be apologetically you. You are going to love as she talks about healing through an eating disorder, abuse, dysfunctional relationships, and really healing her sense of worthiness in herself. There is so much here in this episode. I know you are going to love it. So without further ado, let's welcome Petya onto the show. Hello, Petya. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me. And you are like the happy ending of my day, you know, and it's just like 1 p.m. today. So it's going to be amazing. I love it. The happy ending. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Getting advice right at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Uh, Jumping right in. Well, I'm so excited you're here and I'm so excited for everything we're going to talk about. Um, Do you want to just start by just sharing a little bit about yourself and where you are in the world, what you do, and just kind of let us get to know you a little bit? Absolutely. And and I love that, you know, I love that we get to introduce ourselves because then when people are listening to us on a podcast and they go to our website or our Instagram, they see who we are right here, right? Like where we are, but they cannot see the whole journey. So being able to like introduce myself and say, yes, I am living in Caribbean right now. We are in Tulum, Mexico. So whites and beaches. We moved here last year with my husband. Um, and I am coach for women. It's so funny, like when you're putting the labels on yourself, but you know, I would call myself an alignment coach because I uh, support women in aligning with their inner vision, with their purpose and creating a life that it's unapologetically abundant, because that's something that I was missing on my journey. I grew up in scarcity. You know, I grew up in very, very small town back in Czech Republic. Hence, that's my name. That's my accent from when people will be wondering. And um, I was running a lot in my life. And I don't mean only in a school on a track. I mean, running away from home when I was 18, you know, because my stepfather was physically and mentally abusive, running away from myself and my health because I felt unworthy and unlovable because of my upbringing and developing eating disorder for two decades and running away to arms of a man who were toxic and abusive because it just felt familiar. But you don't know what you don't know. You don't know that there is something bigger and something better when you never had an example of that. So that was my upbringing and that really scarred me and that helped me to see a world in a different way, right? Because I feel like it's always like, it's not like blaming our parents, but I didn't know any better. I saw like my grandfather, alcoholic, cheating on my grandma, womanizer, my stepfather cheating on my mom, abusive. So I'm like, well, all men are cheating or men want younger women and you have to look good and sound good, right? So they stay with you. So you're lovable and you belong. So that was my like a bottle for the first two decades of my life, three decades actually. And, um, that led me into running away from home, attempting suicide and truly feeling that 
something must be wrong with me because I thought it's like silly to think that we come here, we go to school, we get a job, we get married, we get two and a half kids, we are getting drunk on a weekend and living for vacation once a year because you're running away from your life. I thought that it's just so absurd. And I, I couldn't believe that this is it because I said to myself, if this is it, I don't want to live it. Mm. And when I was around 30 and then I realized, of course, as we are growing and learning about different modalities, that it was around the time that the Saturn was in return, mm-hmm. you know, That's what when I was everything, <laughs> everything crumbled, you know, I was getting even deeper depressed. My ex-husband back then was narcissistic and everything. We were like the perfect couple on the outside, on the inside. I was just suffering and he was cheating on me. And it's just like, there was so much guilt and shame mm-hmm. because On the outside, everything looked great. I had a great corporate job. I was working on getting my master's. I had a handsome husband. I was doing fitness competition. So I was ripped physically, six pack, you know, and inside I felt empty. Mm. So I was thinking to myself, something must be wrong with me because I'm living the things that people want. I have a great paying job. I have a handsome husband. I have a great body. I thought I was healthy and on the surface, right? Like when you're in your twenties, it's on a surface still. Mm-hmm. And that was the time when I'm like, something has to change. Something has to change or I will give up. Like I knew that the second time I wouldn't like fail, right? On the attempt of suicide. And that was the time when everything started to be shifting. You know, I got divorced. I move out, you know, from my husband who was already living in the United States. I moved here. To United States 12 years ago. And there was this deeper desire, like there must be more to life. I don't know what the more is, but there was this deep feeling within me. And um, around the 30th, everything started to shift. And that was over a decade ago now. You know, it's crazy to look back a decade ago. Um, and it wasn't as easy as now. There was not so many podcasts. There was not so many coaches, mentors. You don't, you know, easily go to TikTok or Instagram to like find the mentors, right? But a decade ago, I asked Uncle Google how to be happy, how to overcome eating disorder, how to stop suicidal thoughts. And thankfully, I find Louise Hay, and she mm-hmm. literally saved my life. She brought in the idea of like, wow, you can love yourself? Like, really? It was like so foreign to me because all my life I was being told what's wrong with me, even like not only with my family, but also with my exes. Like, oh, if you would have lighter hair, if you would have darker hair, if you would be thinner, if you would be rounder. And I kept changing myself depending on who I was with and where I was. And Louise Hay showed me the example of loving inner child healing and like, you know, with her and her publishing company, everything opened up. Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Tony Robbins, Gabby Bernstein. And those became my mentors and my healers. And that's when I started to shift and change. And that would help me. That was the foundation of being who I am today. Like truly living a life that I am excited to wake up to and listen it's not butterflies and rainbows, not, it's not like sometimes people are like, oh, 
good for you. You already have your business, you have your husband, you're living in a beautiful place. I feel like we all have so many layers that we are going through that when you think like, oh, finally, this is amazing. That's how I felt like five months ago. I'm like, wow, we have multiple six-figure business and I'm married to the love of my life and I'm traveling the world. I got pregnant and like everything was so amazing and like, like a dream, right? And then two months later, I lost the baby. And then you go again into the darkness, digging deeper, healing, realizing that some wounds are really ancestral wounds, that I still get to be healing my relationship with mother, you know? And it's just like, oh, you think like you're healed? The universe will show you like another depth, another layer, you know? And it's just like, oh, we are done. And that happened like two months ago in July, we lost our baby. And, but I was still physically not feeling well. And, um, we moved back to, we were in the States when that happened, we moved back here. And last week I find out why I wasn't still feeling well. I was pregnant with twins and the second baby was still inside. Not, unfortunately not alive anymore. I just released it last week but that's how I was still not feeling well. So you, like I dedicated two months to healing after miscarriage, because if you never experience it, you will never understand. You can feel the loss because we all have lost someone we loved, but like the depth of that sorrow. And we thought with my husband, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to feeling better. It's getting better. And then there was just this drop and physical pain, emotional pain, finding out that, you know, I lost the second baby last week. It's, it's incredible. So no matter where you're on your journey, you get to understand that there is always expansion. There's always learning. There's always layers and there's always this understanding and knowingness that everything is happening for you. Like, even though I didn't like carry our babies to a term, I learned so much and I have grown so tremendously. I learned to trust my body even more going from body dysmorphia and bulimia for two decades, being able to truly love and embrace my body and trust it. And knowing this is not the end. It's incredible. I know that was a lot. Where to start? Um, thank you for sharing um, with me, with all of us, your authenticity and ability to share um, is just so healing for others. I can feel it. And thank you for sharing all of this. Um, I cannot express the layers of similarities that we have, that we felt as soon as we came on here. But now that we, I hear your story, the eating disorder, um, Wayne Dyer was my main mentor that came to me while I was in an eating disorder. He actually found me when I was like a teenager. And so I was, went through all of that stuff losing myself two decades of an eating disorder while still absorbing his teachings, but I was in such a wounded place. And, 
Um, so there's a lot of similarities there of coming home to loving my body, trusting my body. I really feel you on that. And also I love the way that you share about how you had it all on the outside, right? You had the husband and the body and the good job. And even now having, you know, you're traveling, you have the love of your life and people would say like, well, now, now you're happy, right? But just being really authentic with, within that new level, even though you can hold it better and you've, or not better, but you feel more joy than you did before in the other marriage and you feel better in your body now than you did before. It doesn't mean that life is peachy. There's no lessons to be learned. You're constantly going through these giant things, which really is, a an indicator of what you know and what I talk about all the time of it's not about on the outside. It's not about I'll love myself when I get there. I'll be worthy of love when I make money because you get to that place and it does not guarantee that you're going to be able to love yourself or you're going to be able to, you know, navigate these things because we are going to experience shit in our life. And I just really thank you for your authenticity and sharing, um, and it's just so real. It's just so real. It's very easy for people, especially to see someone on Instagram and, oh, you're tropical and, oh, you're married and, oh, you're beautiful and you must be so happy. Meanwhile, experiencing what you just shared that you've been experiencing since July. And, you know, it's just, oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so looking back, I'm curious with, you know, as you're on your journey now, what do you feel like looking back was the things, what was missing? Um, and now what, what you're leaning into that allows you to move through these things that are going to happen to you, you know, um, with more ease or with more growth or perspective or whatever. So what was missing before that you now know? I love that question, you know, and I feel that, I don't even feel like there was like, like something missing that I got and now everything is better. I feel like it was a realization that I came here to be me. Like I am perfectly made for my purpose. Exactly the way I am, the way I look, the way I speak with my accent, how I express myself, with how I see the world. Like I truly started to see world as a huge puzzle piece and each and every one of us brings a different essence into it and we are all needed exactly as we are but we get to come back into who we are because there was so much conditioning and layers for me and and so it is for others right of who we think we should be versus realizing and embodying who we came to be to embody and so I feel like for me it was the realization like I don't have to change my hair I don't have to change my style who I am it's not only enough but who I am it's who I'm meant to be like the world needs me not the blonde listen been there done that blonde hair black hair you know 120 pounds 170 pounds you know it's just like it's not that it's what am I feeling what am I embodying what am I representing what is my essence and that essence it's needed like when women come to me they're like I don't know how, I don't know why, but I know I want to work with you. I want you in my life. And they don't like, they don't care about like, oh, this package, this package. It's like, I want you in my life. And it's my energy and it's my essence. Because like you said, I am real. I'm authentic. I'm not for everyone. And I don't care, but I don't care because I care so deeply. 
you know? So I feel like it's truly about remembering and it's okay. And I love that my husband now loves me in all my dimensions. Like my, you know, ex-husband, he loved me when I was bubbly and funny and sexy and good mood. And when I was feeling like, I don't want to be adulting. I don't want to do anything. I don't feel like anything. I just want to be crying. Well, those were the times that I was like, well, go to your room. Like who, who is supposed to be looking at you, you know? And it's just so hurtful. And now my husband, whether I'm acting like five year old who's crying because she wants ice cream or I am the mother of my clients or I'm a, you know, business badass woman, like he loves all my dimensions and gives me space, but he can do that only because I did it. I was just going to say that because you love yourself in all the forms. Exactly. When I met my husband, I was, girl, that was the time in my life that I'm finally loving being single. I was dating myself. I took myself for a massage and I bought myself flowers and self-pleasure and food. And it was so good. And then I'm like, actually, I don't need a man. Like, I don't need to deal with laundry and dinners and cleaning. And if I don't feel like, like doing anything. And that was the moment when I attracted him because I was fully in my feminine essence. Mm. I was receptive to him because before that, I was very much in my masculine mm. because I didn't feel safe. I thought that feminine is weak, feminine it's less than. That's what I saw. Like when my grandma was the sweetest person on this earth I ever met, she transitioned last year, but she was like the embodiment of goodness, compassion, like integrity, loyalty, literally angel on earth. And she never had a lot of money. She was great with the Lola she had, but I was always thinking like, wow, when you're a good person, you're poor. And when you're a bastard, like my stepfather, who is like a mean, bad, selfish you know, abusive person, he had money, mm. you know? So mm -hmm. there was a law that I had to like reflect on and change. And what I realized on my journey was that the way you treat yourself is you teach others how to treat you. And it's so powerful because then you realize like, I don't need to depend on anybody's moods or mercy this is me. This is what I stand for. I just had a you know client call earlier today and she was like, Petya, I'm like in my princess mood. I don't want to deal with people. I don't want to like this. I'm like, it's not the princess and that you are like more than others because she's such a sweetheart. She's single mom of three and she's such a beautiful soul, but she's not going to put up with it anything less than and I love the saying from Tony Robbins, you know, when he's saying, you don't get in life what you want, you get what you settle on. Mm -hmm. When you stop settling, I would rather be single and alone and forget the age, I'm almost 40 now, you know, mm -hmm. I don't care, I'm happy, mm -hmm. rather than be in relationship just to be there so I don't feel alone, but then you end up being more empty and lonely because mm -hmm. you're not living your truth. Mm -hmm. No more of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is so powerful. And, you know, with you with a business and helping other people to help other people, it's like you can't serve the world or your children or your community or be the light when that light doesn't come from within first. We can't, we just can't, we can't help people beyond what the space we're willing to hold for ourselves. And 
I'm in a season of learning that even deeper, as you said, as you grow and evolve, the lessons just get deeper. And sometimes it's the same lessons right now. It's Mm -hmm. unconditional love, but getting what that truly means at this point in the journey and what does loving myself unconditionally, loving others unconditionally, seeing them through the lens of source, seeing them through the lens of compassion, what does that even mean? And so sometimes these lessons get so much deeper, but we have to go there first before we can even really serve others. Because I love that whole sort of unapologetic part that you're talking to about showing up and being you. And before you do this work, you're trying to be this and you're trying to be that and you're trying to be like that person on Instagram, or you're trying to be more calm, or you're trying to look more spiritual, or you're trying to whatever, but the gold comes in being you. So I'd love to hear about that unapologetic part a little bit more and sort of how you've come to that, or just even what that means to you. Thank you. I love that question, like what being unapologetic really means to me. And it's funny because when I started my podcast four and a half years ago, it was called Be Strong Minded because I wanted to blend, you know, the being, the spirituality, the physical, like all together. And then I realized, you know, year after that, when I became unapologetically me, true to myself, that's when the abundance came. Because before that, I was working really hard. Like I said, I'm coming from very a small country in a Czech Republic, there is a belief that you have to be working really hard. So you deserve to be paid a little, you know, and I, I didn't want to believe that, but I started to see that women, especially were coming to me and they're like, Oh, I love your energy. Listen, me five years ago. I'm like, what do you mean? What, what like energy, you know, like, yeah, I feel like so much peaceful and happier when I'm around you. I'm like, what are you talking about this is so weird but I started to notice that when I was feeling like truly myself those were the moments that the right people were gravitating to me and I started to put two and two together like wow when I'm truly who I am when I'm true to myself that's when the opportunities the people the money it all comes to me So I renamed my podcast into Unapologetically Abundant because I realized when we truly embrace who we are, when we become unapologetic, that's when we allow the abundance because it's like the universe has a gift for you. Like Christmas is tomorrow kind of feeling, right? I loved it from Abraham Hicks. Christmas is tomorrow. And it's like there is a name on the gifts, right? And now you are trying to be, like you said, like, like a Sally there on the Instagram and like, you know, like the Bethy right there down the street. And you're trying to be more of this, more of that, less of this. Well, how does the universe know how to deliver something that it's perfect for you if you're not being yourself? So that's when I started to be unapologetically me. And oh my gosh, did my life change? Four years ago, four and a half now, I attracted my husband who is treating me like the queen. Longer we are together, better our relationship is. Again, nothing is perfect. There is a lot of growth, a lot of communications, a lot of work, and we're both happy and we're better off being together. Mm-hmm. And my clients and my business, I changed my business from social, social, um, social media marketing manager. That was my first company into coaching woman, consulting woman, because 
it was so life-giving to me to see women coming to life, but I couldn't do that if I would be pretending, oh, I'm good in this, I should be doing this. So being abundant to me, it's living a life on your own terms, whatever that is. Like for me, abundance, Talia, it's even when I'm like waking up in the morning and I don't need an alarm and I don't need to be anywhere. And my day doesn't start until 10, 11 a.m. And we do our morning flow with my husband. We do our juicing, our smoothies. We go to the gym. It's so beautiful. That's a true abundance to me to live a life on my terms. And then having, you know, multiple five figure months. That's just a reflection of how I treat myself. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And I love what you said about <clears throat> like when you, I think of that all the time with business and also people looking for a partner or their tribe, some, you know, they want to call in community or some soul sisters. And it's like the people that are meant for you, they don't know how to find you if you're trying to be somebody else, which is exactly what you said. And we think that that's the way we're going to attract people. If I'm more this, I'm more that, I'm more whatever, whether it's a partner or a client or whatever, but the people are here for you. And when you show up as you, they know how to find you. I just love that whole thing. I had a call this morning um, with, it was like a mastermind and I was very vulnerable. I was, I, I was leading it and I was very vulnerable and telling the story. And I was, you know, had tears and I could see them looking at me with their hand on their heart. And one of the, one of the women said, you know, I'm so grateful that you share so raw and real because it makes me feel not alone. And I want to say that this is my favorite call I've ever had with you. And it was one that I was so vulnerable about how not pretty everything is, how I have breakdowns, how I fall into feeling like a victim or a martyr or a this, and how I love myself through it was the story through a mess. And they just were sitting there going, that was my favorite call ever. Whereas five years ago, I would have said to myself, don't share that. That's you, you have to pretend to have it all together or else it's not inspiring. And I just don't believe that anymore. I believe being me is what will attract my tribe. And yeah. then that's where you get the clients or the followers or the whatever it's from authenticity first. And whether you have a business or not, it's like, you need to show up in your light to step into the life that I believe you're meant for the community, the tribe, the experiences, the freedom, as you say, right. Abundance of just being able to live life on your terms that comes through being you. And I just, I love the way you share that. It's so right on. And you know, it's, it's so fascinating. Like you were saying it because when we are, and I always tell my clients, like when they come to me and they're like at the beginning of coaching with me, they're like, I'm afraid to post a reel. I'm afraid to say this. And I understand I've been there, right? When we're afraid to be judged or that we will mess up and how we are going to position ourselves. I'm like, honey, nobody cares about perfect. Like I cry in my stories. I share about my miscarriage and it's not, I don't need the pity. I don't need the poor you, right? I have my family. I have my husband. I have my spiritual wife. I have my clients. Like I have people holding space. So I don't need to share that to get like the poor me. And I know that when we show up vulnerably, 
we show up from a place of showing possibilities for others. Mm -hmm. No, you don't have to be perfect, but you have to be real. That's how people really connect with you on a deeper level than ever before. Like my relationship with my clients are so beautiful and so deep. And I have clients who work with me over three years now. You know, so it's not like, let's come for a quick fix. Let's build your business in three, six months and off you go. It's true depth. And I feel like that's what is missing in this world. And I love that you said it right before we start recording, that you are all about the depth. Mm-hmm. Because it's so easy to go like wide. And I want a lot of followers and a lot of clients. Are you really excited to jump on those calls? Are you really excited to go and see your Instagram or Facebook, whatever it is, right? Or are you just looking at it like wide perspective, but you're not being fulfilled? Well, the shallowness, it's what you will get back. Mm -hmm. So I I absolutely love that you are so true, real and raw. And of course, that's the kind of woman and people you're attracting in your life too, Mm -hmm. because you would not bring on someone who is shallow and pretending because Mm -hmm. you don't stand for that. So it's Mm -hmm. really beautiful that you can show up in that space too, like being really raw and vulnerable because that's how we grow together. Yeah, thank you. And I think that that's actually what makes whatever a leader is, whether you're just wanting to, you know, help people or whatever it is, but that's what makes a leader is like, I'm willing to walk the path and share about it and not just fluff over the parts that don't seem desirable. And in that call earlier today, what one of the clients had shared is that when she goes on Instagram, she instantly feels not good enough seeing all of these people with these polished lives. So then as I was sharing vulnerably and crying and talking about something, you know, it was very obvious that see, when you try to show up perfect, you actually make people feel like shit without trying to. But when you show up real, no matter how beautiful you are or how much money you make, that realness will, will come through to those people more than just making them feel like they're missing out, making them feel like they're not doing well enough. It's like, we're trying to be polished and perfect, but that actually has a backward effect of making other people kind of feel like crap because they're reaching for this airbrushed magazine cover look versus the real meat of what's really going on here, which makes people then feel not alone. And they go, holy crap, she feels that too. She has that mother wound too. She, you know, goes through this too. Well, then I know I can get through it. And that's to me, what I really want to do is, is, you know, have them see that we can move mountains. We can move through this. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that, I'd actually love to talk about the healing of the wounds and the healing of the limiting beliefs and those things that have held you back. I know that's a big part of, you know, your story, but also what you like to help people do. So just in general, how do you feel like for the person listening that is really hearing this and really going, yes, yes, yes. But they tend to feel like they've just got too much baggage or they're just not confident in themselves. Like how do we, how do we bust through into that level of, Um, trying to be more unapologetic or moving into what that actually means from a place of insecurity or feeling like they're not pretty enough, smart enough, interesting enough, whatever it is that's going on. 
That's a great question. And I feel that it all starts with looking around and really like taking inventory of our life. I think it's so important because sometimes we're so future focused, like, and you said it before, you know, I call it living in a wetland. Like when I have this, when I do this, when I achieve this, then I will be happy. Well, you won't. Let me tell you, because I was searching for that money and relationship and body and then I got there and I still couldn't see it and embrace it right Mm -hmm. so it's like looking at your life and the results that you are getting I think it's so important to take an inventory of your life and seeing like what area of my life it's not joyful pleasurable fulfilling which one makes me like want to like put it in a back burner put it in the back that's the area that we really get to shed on the light whether it's your relationship whether it's your health your body your money your business, you get to shed light on that. And that's where the wounds are usually surfacing, right? In the areas that we're trying to put in the darkness, like, I don't want to deal with it. Let me keep myself busy, you know? And then we're just like busy, but we're not living, Mm. right? So look at the results that you are getting. Look at all the areas of your life that are important to you, like impact and health and relationships and career and, you know, contribution to the world, to your body, whatever is important to you, look at those areas. And then when you look at that, choose one that you would rather avoid. (laughs) Because I always invite people, let's go where you don't want to go. And really look at what is happening there what results are you getting and what led you to them and then you can just break it down into okay so this is what i'm seeing in my life this is the result that i'm getting well what did i do to get this result like let's say for example it's like you're living in scarcity you feel like you cannot afford things that you really want to be doing well what led me there well what led me there is that I have a job that I'm not speaking my truth. I am saying yes to the things I really don't want to be doing. I saw my parents fighting over money. So I feel like money must be bad because that was the, so you're looking at what actions were taken to get you into the results. And then you go even back and you look at the thoughts and the feelings. Mm -hmm. They fuel this. And then you really get to, like I said, take inventory of your life and ask yourself, is that still true? It's like I was just talking with one of my clients earlier today and she said one of my friends said that there is no more good man. I'm like, is that really true? Because she's declaring it. So it's her truth. I think my husband, it's pretty fantastic. And it's not like he's the unicorn. He's pretty awesome, but he's not the unicorn. So what is that you are believing? Is that really truth? Unshakable, 100% fact truth? Because of so many things that we are feeling, they're not. They're not true. So it's like really coming back. When did I start to believe this first? And go as back as you can. And then all of this work, you can do it alone. And I personally prefer to have others that guiding me. So I have mentors, I have coaches, I'm part of a mastermind, I'm working with the healers. I did past life regression. I am breathwork facilitators. I do Reiki. So I trust the professionals to help me to go even deeper. 
Mm-hmm. I did a Kundalini activation with one of my clients and through that session, it's a beautiful, it's called inner dance and it really helps you manifest like different energies and blocks in your body. Through that, we realized that the overwhelm she was experiencing in her life right now, because there's literally nothing to be overwhelmed, like bigger, you know, than usual, but we trace it back to the womb when she was in her mother. She was like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like these used to be a struggles. So I feel like there are steps you can take alone. Things you can journal, meditate, pray about, dance about. I love dancing every morning because it helps me get into the receptive feminine mode. And then when I feel like, okay, I got up until here and I cannot see clearly I work with the professionals, like I had human design reading, breath work, quantum um, session, like hypnosis, like trust those who are living the life you want to be living and see what modalities they're using. And not all of them will resonate with you. Like we did plant medicine last year with my husband, you know, so you got to really trust your intuition and what is calling you and what is guiding you because these wounds can go so much deeper than you can realize. Mm-hmm. I love that about, yeah, getting support and trying different things because exactly like you said, there's not one thing that's going to come along and save you. It's not just breath work. It's not just shadow work. It's not just tapping or whatever else, but there are bits and parts of every single part. And I always like to say like God source universe works through people, works through modalities. So, you know, there's times where I've done tapping and I got a really beautiful release. And the next time I tried it, I was like, man, actually what I need is body movement right now. I don't need tapping. I need to dance it out. I need to cry on the floor a little bit roll around. Like maybe that's what I need this time. And so really exploring those things. And I so agree is being held by other people and being supported by other people is more than just having a coach. Cause that's a cool thing to do. It's it's allowing other people to help you allowing source to be expressed through their gifts and talents, right? Some people just have this ability to hold space, have this ability to walk you through certain things that you just didn't know. Like you said at the beginning, I didn't know what I didn't know. And that's where other people come in and can help you with these little aspects of yourself that starts to put together the pieces or dissolve the pieces is usually more what it is. It's not usually so much about adding more. It's like dissolving what you are not, (laughs) and healing and all of that stuff. And yes, I, I really, I love the way that you break that down and looking at the area of life that you don't want to look at. That's very valuable. Um, I have a question about how you help people to start businesses or to be in their purpose. You help entrepreneurs. What's your take on purpose? And when people are, you know, I see a lot of people that are beautiful, sensitive, powerful, intuitive people that kind of go like, I don't know what I want to do. And I kind of like want to start a business. I don't know where to start or what my purpose is or how to even start on that path of helping people what do you, what do you sort of, how do you guide people in that stage when either they have a baby business and they're looking to sort of be more in their power or they don't quite know where to start? That's an amazing question. And it's so fascinating to even like notice my progression, you know, through the journey and through the coaching, because like five years ago, I would just give you a step how to find your purpose. 
but I know it's not true. Like there is no steps how to find your purpose. And it's your purpose is nothing to be fine. Like it was encoded in you. So what really helps me and what resonates with me right now where I am, ask me in five years, okay, it might be a different answer. But right now what really helps me is to help my clients to come back to themselves and who they really are. What helps me through that, it's human design. I'm studying human design for like four years, which human design, it's a beautiful modality that blends in together astrology, numerology, I Ching, Kabbalah, and also Vedic chakras. So it really deeply resonates with me. And I see a huge results with my clients because Many of us, we think that we are not enough, there is something wrong with us and what we have, it's not so special because there are people who are doing it better or are already doing it. And when I do human design reading for them, it feels like there is a huge sense of relief and like, oh, wow. So that's who I was born to be. That's not that something is wrong with me. Mm -hmm. So human design, it's a huge help. And then, you know, also guiding them through the kind of breath work that I'm doing. It's very powerful because it helps me to clear, you know, their past life. We have astral projections. It's like every single session, it's completely different, but I feel like it really helps deeply to clear the wounds because it's something that it's on subconscious level. Your conscious mind, it's only 5%. And it's beautiful how we are intending to like deeply work with it, but it's really your subconscious. So using neuro-linguistical programming, breath work, using Kundalini activation and human design, helps me to bring clients back to them. I'm not a person who will give them, oh, here are five steps, how to find your purpose. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that where I am right now, because I truly believe that it's encoded within us and we just get to allow it to come to the surface. And I also feel like it will kind of shift and change. Mm -hmm. As you grow and change, I give yourself permission because you know, like six years ago, when I started my first business, I was doing, I was social media marketing manager because I wanted to work with health and wellness entrepreneurs because I was thinking health is the most important thing and physical is the most important thing. And I wanted to work with those kind of people and I wanted them to be seen and heard and get marketed, right? So that's what I believe, still believe that health is our biggest like wealth. Yes. And it's not just the physical because it doesn't matter how the physical is. If inside you're not well and emotionally it doesn't click, well, then it's not going to work. So I truly believe it's peeling of the layers, coming back to yourself, reconditioning, right? Mm -hmm. And releasing. It's really not about doing more, but letting go, letting go of people, letting go of beliefs, clearing up the space, your physical space, your wallet, clear it all up so you can breathe and expand and come back to who you really are. And then you can see more clearly, give yourself permission to change. Mm -hmm. It's so important. I was like, I was kind of like ashamed to let go of my first business because I'm like, oh my gosh, I invested so much. And I told everyone I have this business and now I don't want to do it anymore. It doesn't light me up. And um, it's so fascinating how we have a hard time sometimes to let it go. But when you release, what's really meant for you can come to you because you're open for it. Mm. So that's how I feel. It's not about finding your purpose. It's about aligning with your purpose. Mm -hmm. oh, 
That's your TED talk. I love it. That is so good. And it's true. It's in you. And that is something I love about human design as well. There's this almost like, oh, I was trying to change all these things about me. A lot of people, right? Why do I act this way? Why do I do this? And it's like, oh, oh, that's actually permission to be me. And I love sort of hearing your journey of, you know, the businesses. And I started in nutritional consulting and nutrition consulting, which is funny because I had healed my eating disorder. And I was like, I need to help women to feel good in their bodies and women stuck in diets and all this stuff. And then I moved into intuitive eating. And after a long time, or not a long time, but a few years, I was just sick of talking about smoothies. And I'm like, there's so much more like intuition, law of attraction, who you truly are. And I released that business and I had a really hard time. Like, well, what if I'm giving up my purpose? I thought that was it, you know, and it had a cool name and I had clients and it was like, I can't, you know, transition out of this, but I realized that I just shifted into more intuition and into more healing and it didn't leave. And health is a huge part of my life. Nutrition, intuitive eating is a huge part of my life. Still, still part of what I help clients with, but it wasn't the end all because as you said, it flows and and changes. And I just, I just love that, that your purpose is within you. And as you step into being unapologetically you, you actually show up in that purpose with ease or effortlessly versus trying to find it and trying to be it and trying and trying and trying. It's already within you. Um, speaking of human design, I'm a reflector and um, wow. <laughs> super random. Um, my husband's also a reflector, which just what? blows my mind because it's such a small, I had to do the thing like three times. I'm like, you're not a reflector. Yes, he wow. is so crazy. But that was huge because I always have felt different. And there's a lot of reasons why I've felt different and why, you know, my blueprints unique, just like everybody else, but finding that out about myself and not rushing through projects and giving myself time and working along with the moon. And it was like, I I permission to slow down a little bit and not have a hundred thousand things on the go and not rush creative projects to actually wait and make sure it feels right for me. And there's a lot of things that I discovered through that going, that really makes a lot of sense. I get it. Right. So I too feel human design is just because it combines so many things. I think that's why it works so well is because it combines so many ancient wisdoms and ways of looking at people and reading people and all of that. Um, yeah, that is just so beautiful. So in that, with your purpose, do you feel like Um, the way that our purpose shifts and changes, do you feel like your purpose, like for entrepreneurs in that time of wanting to shift and wanting to change? And like, I've built so much, like, how do we sort of create, I don't know what the question really is, but creating a business that allows us to change and grow versus sort of niching ourselves in at the beginning, pretending that from here for the next 50 years, this is the one thing I'm going to do. How do we, for the people that are entrepreneurs, give yourself that freedom to change and grow and express yourself differently as you change and grow? Mm, And I love the word that you said, it's the freedom. It's all about the freedom. So when you become entrepreneur, you do it so you can work your own hours and you can be with your family and do whatever, whenever you want. So if you box yourself and you can, you say, I do only this and only this way, well, then you're already losing your freedom. So you get to really ask yourself, is this expanding me? Is this adding to my joy and freedom? Because sometimes it's not about like completely releasing your business, but it's just shifting 
delegating or delegating because you know like if you um, read the book the e-myth right it's like so many entrepreneurs fail because they go into it as the technician as the one who is doing it everything and then you're disconnecting from that passion and freedom and purpose so Again, it's about letting go and releasing the control and trusting and trusting people and delegating. It was so hard for me at the beginning of my journey to delegate and hire a VA and hire, you know, like people because I'm like, well, nobody knows like me and nobody sees it like me and it's my baby and it's a BS. We can do that. Like we are here to serve on a bigger scale and it doesn't matter what bigger scale it's for you. Maybe it's five people, maybe it's one person, maybe it's 50 million people, right? It doesn't matter. But it's truly about like, does it bring me joy? Does it bring me freedom? If not, what are the parts of my business that really feel heavy? Can I delegate it? Do I have to do it? Can somebody else do it? Um, what can I do that is bringing me joy? Because when you're in your joy, everything else comes and happens and you attract the employees or the contractors and the clients. So if it's not bringing you joy and freedom and it's not, because sometimes, listen, like I don't want to be adulting and I don't want to like put on clothes and do something, right? But is it expanding me? Mm. Is it helping me grow? Mm-hmm. I get to sometimes look at the things from a bigger picture. Is this the right thing to do? I don't like brushing my teeth or go to the gym. I'll do it because it's the right thing to do, even if it doesn't feel good, right? So looking at that from this perspective and giving yourself full permission to grow, full permission mm-hmm. to expand, because if not, would you like your kids to live this way? Would you like your best friend to live this way? How you're feeling right now? If not, why you're doing this to yourself? Mm, yeah, yeah. I I really love that, and I love that about the joy. And I've really found in life and in business, there's actually we're not meant to be doing all of the things. I actually think, and and source has been showing me a lot lately about quality over quantity. And if it's not a heck yes, it's a heck no type thing. And there's going to be less heck yeses. You're not meant to go into a bookstore and read all of the books. There's a few books in there that are going to change your life or are going to help you in your journey. Not all of them. So you don't have to do a webinar and a podcast and a blog and a this and photo shoots every month. Like less is better, but aligned. Yes. The fuck. Yes. Yeses <laughs> where we do what we love and actually take away parts of our business that we don't love. Not meaning like not doing your accounting. Cause you don't like numbers. Like you said, you hire someone, you delegate the stuff that's got to be done, but you don't have to do it all. And in fact, I think simpler in business is actually easier for people to understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not doing 700 things. You're not Jack of all trades, right? You're, you're actually doing just a couple things that you pour your love into and, and really feel aligned with. Um, I also found in my business when I switched it to my name versus trying to always have a business name, like my first one was food Buddha, which was such a cool name, teaching intuitive eating and the spiritual side of food and healing. Great name. But food, I had to talk about food all the time. And as I started talking about law of attraction, intuition, I had this voice going, that's not food Buddha. That's just Buddha. That's not, it's just the spirit. It's not, you know, and so when I went to Talia, Talia Joy, it was like, oh, 
now I don't have to be anything except me. So that's not everybody's path to have their business be just their name. But I found that was a huge thing because now I can be whatever I want. I'm Talia. I can just be me and not have to be put into a box of, of what I have to do. Um, so that was really big too. Um, oh, I just love all of this. This is so good. So is there anything else that you want to say on this journey um, for my, you know, this audience, these beautiful people listening about stepping more into their, um, their power? Also, I know you touch on abundance a lot. So if there's anything you want to say about that or anything that you feel is unsaid so far, I'd love to hear. I love this conversation and I feel like we could be sitting here for 10 hours because yeah. there's so many, so many things that we have similar. And, you know, like, I feel like all that, like, I know that like women come to me and they're like, I want to create more abundance. I want more money. I want more traveling. I want more clients, you know, and it's about the more. And I feel like everything we touched on today, everything we talk about today, when you go back and embody and do those things, the abundance has to come mm. because you will be truly aligned with who you are. You will release everything you're not and everything that it's not serving you anymore. And you will create the space for the more that it's like soul filling for you, you know? So it's really about soulful success. And that's what I'm teaching how to create success from the soul, not just like having more houses, more cars. And listen, I love money because it gives me freedom and comfort and I can help people I want to help. I love circulating money. I love paying my team. I love circulating money. And it's not just about having more. It's about becoming more. And then the energy of more has to match you. Mm, yeah. So true. I feel like forever I was like 10 K months and got to make more money. And for me, it was also a big shift in realizing what abundance truly is and abundance from nature, from source, like the essence of what abundance is, is not cash. The essence of abundance. I love that you said circulation, it's support. It's a lot of, it's like an abundance of leaves on the trees an abundance of blessings in your life. Abundance just means like plentiful and fruitful. And I was always looking at money and what I didn't have. So in the pursuit of money and abundance, I was focusing on the lack of abundance going, why isn't it working? And so, like you said, with freedom and joy and pleasure and, and just really enjoying yourself, being who you are, enjoying life, that is the frequency of abundance. And as you say, it has to come, the money will come, but not from this place of, of trying so hard to make money. Um, um, that's what I found anyways. It just was the most frustrating pursuit of like, I'm trying, I'm vision boarding, I'm journaling. Why isn't it coming? Because mm -hmm. I didn't really understand what abundance truly meant. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly believe in the two. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for everything that you shared today. This has just been such a great conversation. Um, where are the best places for people to find you? And how do you work with people? Um, what do you have going on? How can we find you? share all the things. <laughs> so my favorite place would be Instagram. That's where I am, you know, daily showing up and my podcast, like we already mentioned, unapologetically abundant. I have the most beautiful guests and I do also solo. So you can get to know me and learn about my journey. So those are my two favorite places and how I work with people. 
I, I'm a single definition generator. So having yes for me, it's really working one-on-one with clients. That's what I love. So I work with women one-on-one. I have one-on-one, um, you know, six months containers. And I also have um, VIP experiences. We are living here in Tulum, but otherwise I'm, you know, traveling all over the world. So VIP experiences, retreat, mastermind. I love being with people in person. Mm. and uh, I feel like you can just go so much deeper mm. so we are just hosting but this is now already in 10 days on September 29 we are hosting our soulful success mastermind here in Tulum mm. and the next thing I'm co-hosting actually with one of my dear VIP clients we are hosting soulful sensuality retreat for women to come back to their womb their power their manifestation also here in Tulum three days retreat end of October 20th of October. And uh, that's what I have ready for right now. And then, you know, usually November, December, it's like family time. Mm -hmm. I do some of my VIP experiences, but that's where I really am. That's where the joy comes for me. Mm, I love that. I love too, just the way you share that is that's what works best for you and your gifts is that one-on-one. And again, you don't have to do more. You serve masses on the podcast, but you don't have to do all the group programs and all the big things do what is in your blueprint and obviously what people love you for. Right. I try that, you know, really Talia, I try that and it just, it didn't feel good. Like it's so easy for me to connect with women one-on-one and help them on such a deeper level. And also, like I said, the woman that I'm working with, they, most of the times they want to help others, more women, more people. So if I help that one person, she's going and helping other tens and hundreds. So it's beautiful, but this was also like realization on my journey. I don't have to do groups. I don't have to do memberships. I don't have to do big programs. When I do retreats, they're very intimate. They're five to seven women, you know, and that's it. And that's what works for me. And even though I am only doing this, that lights me up, I created a multiple six-figure business. So when you do it your way, it's the way. <laughs> and it helps so many people along the way, right? Is that's the evidence. Like you are in your essence, helping people doing it your way. It's obviously working. So <laughs> that's incredible. Thank you so much for being on the show. I will put all of your links below in the show notes um, to, you know, any of the in-person experiences, um, your, your Instagram and all of that. Um, of course, linking to the podcast as well. Um, thank you again so much for coming on the show is such a pleasure and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me and for all the work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I genuinely hope that it helped you in your life and it inspired you. If you want to find more from me and my guests, make sure to check the link in the show notes. Find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. I am at Talia Joy Manifestation. Make sure to take a screenshot that you're listening to the show. Come and tag us over on Instagram. Let us know your takeaways. We love to hear about people manifesting their dream lives. So make sure to check the link in the show notes. There are also some free goodies down there for you. I'll see you in the next episode.